Brendan to get carried away, is it? No, not at all. What a time to be alive. Stevens to go. Disposal efficiency. Pressure point. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 60 of the Pressure Point podcast. What a weekend of footy it was. If that's what you can call it. <laughs> Unbelievable. It was uh, a lot of stories from it. Um, both our teams in the headlines, one for the wrong reason, one for the right reason, which is uh, a change. And yeah, plenty of um, plenty of big upsets, um, plenty of interesting results. So um, great weekend, I thought, overall anyway. As from, a whole, it was a good weekend. From a neutral's point of from view. A, from a neutral supporter point, a point of view, it was a good weekend overall. Um, Silk played his 400th. Yep. That's an incredible achievement. We'll talk about that a little bit later as well. But um, yeah, no, some great some great things come out of this weekend. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I guess we'll, again, for the second week in a row, we'll get it out of the way early. But the Richmond Footy Club. Please do. We'll start with them. What's uh, what, what happened there? Mate, I've got no idea. Um, it was just disappointing, again, to lose to a team like Gold Coast who... You know, every day of the week we should be beating them in the position they were in. Um, we had no right to lose that game. They had no right winning it. But that's how the cookie crumbled, unfortunately. And I don't know. I thought, I don't know if it was effort that wasn't there or if it was just basic skill execution that wasn't there. I really can't put my finger on what it was exactly. I mean, yeah, it's it was tough to watch, to be blatantly honest. Yeah. I mean, Gold Coast, led by Tukmiller, who's having a great season, were just... Yeah, you made them look like they were pushing for the eight, didn't you? Oh, absolutely. They, they looked like a really good side. Um, and that looked, all, all credit to them as well. They played really well. They did play a good game of footy, um, better than we've seen them play recently as well. But that's still no excuse on our behalf. We had to win that game um, yeah. with everything that's happening at the moment. And with the week, the loss that we had the week before, we couldn't afford to lose that. And yeah, it was disappointing to see us drop it. Was it because it was at Marvel? Yeah, probably. No, no one wanted to make the trek down there. They, they could feel that there was no atmosphere. So I thought, no, nah, we're not, we're not turning up. Yeah. Was, what was the crowd in the end? Like seven thousand. No, 8, yeah, nine thousand. Yeah, nine thousand. Pretty low. Very low for Richmond. Very game. low. We got yeah, and it was like there's, there's no denying that we got called out for it a little bit in the media. But there's also the fact that it was only confirmed the day before that the game was going to be played there on a weeknight, which already gets less fans than usual. Um, does Marvel have something to do with it? I hope it, it doesn't, but I, it probably did, which isn't a good excuse. But there's that. But yeah, I think it's I think it's probably the fact that we had one day of preparation. Like I would normally would, I couldn't get there this week. I had footy training, um, but normally I would be there as well. And I, but you know, there's a lot of people probably in the same boat. Weeknights are not easy, and with one day notice, you can't really plan around it as much as usual. So mm. I think that's it. The crowds are low all around the board. I thought. Yeah. Um, I know everyone goes, oh, Richmond, just for Richmond, it's low, which it was, and I'll I'll cop that because it, it's unacceptable, really. But yeah, anyway, I think it was it was a very cold weekend as well in Melbourne. Oh, it was freezing. So it was freezing. I was actually at the Blues game on yep. the Saturday night. Took um, my spot. I did take your spot. Thank you for that. And it was um, it was one of the coldest experiences at the footy I've had in a while. I had like three or four layers on, which normally I don't need, but it was uh, it was it was frosty. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, it was. It, I reckon probably the coldest weekend we've had all season. So, and I think it's going to get colder as we go on. It's going to get like we're into the colder months of the season now. So it's going to test a few uh, a few fans out. But um, and I don't think they're looking at increasing the capacity anytime soon. Which from is what they're saying, which is ridiculous, really. Yeah. I mean, well, we haven't had a case in how long. Mm. Surely that's got to be an option that you start. You think you know, let's do it. Let's just up the crowd. Well, Perth are going one hundred percent on the weekend. Are they? Yeah, so West they, Coast... They lock, they lock down after half a case, Perth. Someone sneezes yeah. and they lock the whole... It's true. They lock the state down, you know. But, it is true. But in saying that as well, 
yes, they're they're way ahead of the curve instead of um, in terms of let's get the city as close to normal as we possibly can. And you know, I'm not saying we have to go to 100, percent but at least go 75, 80, like we did a couple of months back. Yeah, exactly, and that was fine, wasn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. No, no, there was no cases that came from the yeah. football, unless I've misheard or oh, I've I missed think something. There was, wasn't there? Wasn't that the? That's how it all started, wasn't it? Wasn't oh, it geez, that, MC, that MCG case? I got, a, got a bit of egg in my face but now. I think well, that Collingwood Court oh, game. It was I an, think. No, I think it was an Essendon game. Was it the Essendon game? I think it was an Essendon yeah, game because okay. remember someone at footy training, um, bomber supporter was at the game and had to go get tested because yeah no sorry so now yep. I have a big uh, big egg in my face after that one. It's all over you. I shouldn't have said anything. Should have right. kept my mouth shut. <laughs> well, let's move on from that anyway. Um, Darcy Parish having a Brownlow season. He's continuing to rack up the possessions and dominate games and. For me, he's the most improved player in 2021, that's for sure. Oh, easily. He has to be. You, you, yep. you look at the, the league um, and there's no other player that stands out in terms of improvement as much as Darcy Parrish has. And we have another 40 touches on the weekend. Yeah. I think it's the second or third time this year already, which yep. some people never do in their career. So, yeah, ridiculous the stuff that he's doing. But we spoke about this off air. What are your thoughts on... I don't know what the award was for, by the way. There was an award given at the end of the game for country best footy. Was it for country footy? Yeah, Geelong and Essendon always do country footy. Okay, well, yeah, yeah. I, wasn't, I wasn't aware when watching. I, thought I couldn't figure out what the award was for. But when Patrick Dangerfield was in the winning side, had 38 disposals, a goal to his name, um, I think, I know Parrish had more clearances and a couple more touches as well, but when you lose by 40 points, the award surely goes to the winning team. Yeah, you'd think so. Because surely the fact that your team won is a testament to your performance as well. Because mm. Parrish can have as many touches as he likes, but if he's not involving his team, I'm not saying he didn't, but... Surely he that's was, taken into account. He was very good. Oh, Parrish. he was unbelievable. No, he was. I'm but not taking that yeah, away. But I know, it's I not understand. like Dangerfield. Dangerfield wasn't that far behind him. Mm. And surely the fact that his team won by 40 points elevates him to, you know, yeah. the best on ground. Well, we, Tom Hawkins kicked six as well. Well, there's a go. There's another one as well that should have really been looked at. Yeah. But look, I'm not complaining. It makes no difference to me, really. I was, I'm just putting the question out there. We'll see what everyone yeah. else thinks in terms of if you lose the game, can you still... I mean, it depends how you lose. Well, if you lose by a couple of points, different story altogether. But if you lose by 40... Oh, but Essendon fans w- wouldn't call that a loss, though. No, that's a win. That is a win that's for That's a big win for them. Yeah, yeah. so... Um, <laughs> <laughs> we, can't, we can't not have a little dig, can we? has to be once a week, yeah. at least. Yeah, It's our therapeutic. It's our therapy. <laughs> and it is therapeutic. Uh, um, well, talking of great things from the weekend, the Carlton Footy Club, two wins in a row. How good. The Blues are back. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Go again. Go again. The Blues are back. <laughs> Thanks, Cripper. Um, yeah, that was a bit anticlimactic, that one. Um, My bad. That's okay. Maybe I'll, we really need maybe a producer I'll, in here. Maybe it? I'll run that next time. Yeah, probably. Probably best. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, the Blues, uh, I mean, I'll say we're slightly back. Um, it was a much better performance. The last two weeks have been much better than what we've been dishing up lately, so... Um, gutsy win, tough win against a pretty good Frio side um, at the MCG on a cold night. It was great. Um, Sam Walsh, just doing Sam Walsh things. Got from the boundary to seal the game was was elite. And then you got Jacob Weidering, who, I mean, we talk about him every week. He's having an unbelievable season, probably the best defender in the competition at the moment. So, um, yeah, the Blues are looking good. And then you got the young players like Paddy Dow, who's finally starting to come good now and Matt Kennedy who's been unbelievable the last few weeks um, getting improvement out of these guys is really lifting Carlton and getting them these wins 
Lovely. Absolutely. And like I said, I was there, so I saw it firsthand and there were some really impressive performances. I think the next thing you guys want to see is that consistency. You've won two in a row now, which, you know, is good. Obviously, I'm not taking that away from you, but I'm not saying you have to win next week for consistency to continue, but it's the effort, it's the um, the basic skills, it's all yeah. that sort of stuff that, and the, the development of those young guys. The consistency in terms of them, that's what you want to see yeah. next week. So even you go up against Geelong, you can lose that game but still see that consistency yeah, in performance. Sure. So I think that's what you guys will be looking at next in terms of um, where you go from here. But yeah, on the weekend, you guys looked really good and um, it was actually quite impressive from yeah. a mutual, for- mutual supporter's view. That's what we want is that intent, that tackling pressure, which hasn't been there the last few weeks. So to see that um, last week and then on the weekend was great. Um, you could just tell from the first few minutes just our intent on the ball and tackling pressure was, was so good. Um, and then to... To get challenged by Frio late in the game and then respond and, and hold on to, to record the win was was great and something we haven't done this season. When a team gets a roll on like that, we usually roll over and um, and lose the game. So that was really good and that's some, some growth there. So we'll happily take that and um, that was a good win. Really happy with it. So hopefully we can build on it because um, as yeah, everyone says, we've got a pretty favourable draw um, to finish off for any game and a half out of the eight. Not saying we're going to make the finals, but you, know, you never know with, with the draw that we've got. So, um, more convincing wins, and who knows? Exactly. I mean, our percentage is pretty good. Um, it's not bad. Yeah, like it's pretty handy. Um, so, but also in saying that, don't uh, let the uh, the favourable draw um, disillusion you. Oh no, not at all. Because I thought the same thing, and then we just lost to St Kilda and Gold Coast two yeah. weeks in a row. So I'm not saying it's going to happen, but I'm also saying it's uh, it's football, and yeah. anything can happen. Exactly. Um, but what been all year though, we've all, we've been able to beat the teams that we're meant to beat. Absolutely, that makes you sense. No, so you have. You've knocked off everyone that really. I mean, everyone was talking down against about Carlton the last I don't know, what, probably a couple of weeks ago when you guys were losing a few games. But when you look back at it, all the teams you're expected and you should be beating, you were beating. It was mm. really only top eight sides that were knocking you off. And I guess that there, you know, there were some of those games that you probably should have won when you, you know. But looking back at it, it's, you haven't done that badly. Yeah, I, I mean, the performances there well and truly warranted for the criticism and um, it was only two or three weeks ago where I gave them a real scathing um, criticism didn't I the other week so it feels like yesterday yeah I mean it does so um, yeah it was pathetic some of the performances they were putting in but um, in the day we're, we're six and nine and a game and half out of the eight so it's not all doom and gloom as it was a couple of weeks ago which is um, which is good and it's pleasing and these sort of wins um, are a perfect way to win the supporters back. Um, so there's gutsy wins like that. So hopefully you can continue. Um, enough of the Blues. Blues are back. Thanks a lot, Creeper. And thank you for um, being real quick on the button too. Hey, anytime. <laughs> um, anytime. Let's move on to um, Silk. Silk. It's big Silk. 400 Silky. games. Sean Burgoyne, mate. One I of the most like, underrated players. I feel like he's around. been playing since the day I was born. Like, I don't remember the AFL without him in, yeah. in the league, to be honest. 2002, uh, I think he debuted. Something ridiculous like that. Yeah. He played in Porto four grand final yeah. and then four of Hawthorne's premierships. I mean, this guy doesn't yeah. stop, does he? He's uh, unbelievable. And he's still consistent. Like, he's he hasn't really lost much form, has he? No, he hasn't. He's um He still moves around the ground really well. Um, he's, his skills, I mean, that's why they call him Silk. He's just got unbelievable skills. His kicking's great. Um, he's a smooth mover. So it's, yeah, I feel like he's been one of the most underrated players to ever play the game, to be honest. He's definitely up there. I think Hawthorne supporters appreciate him a lot. But yep. from outside of those four walls, um, I reckon he's definitely gone underrated. And 
He joins the 400 Club, which not many before him have. Um, yeah. It's a pretty special place to be, isn't it? Yeah, it is. He's the fifth player to join the 400 Club um, alongside all those greats that are there. Um, so, yeah, good on him. Uh, Well-deserved. And who knows, he might even go another year. He, he could. He's performed this year, provided no, he doesn't suffer any injuries. Proves that he could probably go on another year, without a yeah. doubt. Yeah, for sure. Um Geez, Sydney did an absolute number on West Coast, didn't they? And this isn't the first time West no. Coast have had a number done on this year. And I know, I know I'm not in a position to really be, you know, throwing stones, but West Coast have got some serious issues. Yeah. They, 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 that we cop criticism for only kicking two goals. They've only kicked three. Yeah. Terrible. So Terrible. They need a... They need to really cop it. They're, they've been smashed as much as St Kilda have been smashed this oh, year. Oh, absolutely they have. And they've somehow, I don't know, like I said, they've gotten away with it a little bit mm. almost. Because um, they bob up and, and win big every now and then. Yeah, at, at exactly. Home. Exactly. No, yeah. they do. And, and the, you know, you can't take that away from them because um, they do pop up when they need to and have those big wins. But they're in the top eight at the moment and their percentage is terrible. Yeah. It's 95. Mm. So for a team that's in the top eight, yeah, no. they could easily they could easily miss out, and it wouldn't surprise me if they do. I don't think they deserve to play finals no. this year. No, not from not, what I've seen. No, not with those lo- kinds of losses. Um, was that 90, 92, 92 points 92. to Sydney in Geelong? You know, not if, not Sydney in Sydney or Sydney in Geelong. Mutual ground. Yeah, like there's no excuse. I know they don't play well away from home, but how long can that be an excuse? You know what I mean? You've really got to, like I said, I'm throwing stones at the moment um, while living in a glass house, but. Yeah, that yeah, that's a pretty poor performance from West Coast. Yeah, absolutely, no excuses there. And I think Adam Simpson copped it a bit in the media in the press conference. And I think the West Coast fans um, on social media were very vocal about what's going on there. So, I mean, it's about time seeing West Coast suffer a little bit, and and even Richmond to a certain extent sort of drop away. They've been probably the two most dominant teams over the last few years. And I mean, I know it's good for the competition just to see. The usual top dogs just drop down a little bit. I mean, well, yeah, you I, was say, like I can't, I can't agree with like, that. You probably don't like to hear it, but no, not really. I can't agree <laughs> with that. And I actually, I wrote a list down before. I haven't got it with me at the moment. But in saying this, right, uh, this is a question I actually wanted to bring up with you. If Richmond, I mean, we probably most likely we, nothing's going to happen in terms of success this year for the Tigers. But if we were to bob up next year and be successful again, does that continue the dynasty, or do you think it ends now because we've had a poor year? I think it continues. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because everyone's at the moment is saying, oh, the dynasty's over, Richmond are done, blah, blah, blah. And you know, I'm probably just salty, and that's the only reason I'm saying this. But I've looked at the list in terms of the calibre of players that we've had injured, and every club's had injuries, so that's, you know, and we're not the only ones, but you look at the calibre we've had and the amount of games that they've missed, the, the, the list has had no continuity in terms of playing together. We've had, you know, big players out of the game in terms of Cochin, Prestia, Lambert, um, Toby Nankervis, Tom Lynch has missed four or five games. Um, there's, there's a bunch of others. I had, like I said, I had a list. I wrote this down, came prepared and forgot to bring it. So it wasn't that prepared actually. But we've copped it a bit. So all I'm saying is if we were to get a healthy list next year and come back and play really good footy again, does it? do you think it continues? Because I think that's a chance of happening. But everyone else seems to think, no, nah, like even if, like that's it. Yeah. I you're, don't know. You are good enough to do it in 2019, 2020. You had a lot of injuries. Exactly, but we also didn't put up performances like we have the last two weeks. So I do. That's what I mean. I am. Yeah. Do I am I conceding defeat this year? Yeah, probably like, a little is bit. Is the hunger still there? Yeah, it's tough to it's tough to gather. I mean, it's really hard to see. Some of the desire out there seems poor, and then you see someone like Cochin who puts his body on the line every week. And one thing I'll never question about Trent Cochin is his effort. He always has it, puts effort in. 
he is starting to look a little bit slower in his later years and it doesn't move the way he used to, but you can never fault him for effort. Whereas some of the other players on the list at the moment, I'm looking at thinking, well, mm. like Shea Bolton, I've been all over him this year. He's been fantastic. But in those two games that we lost in, for Gold Coast against St Kilda, I hardly noticed him out there. Yeah. And I thought, mate, if you're looking for a contract at another club or even a bigger contract here at Richmond, you're going to have to start putting some performances in better than... Yeah. You can't just go missing for entire games. Yeah. So uh, it's harsh because he's young, but... I love how we're... Um we were talking about the Sydney West Coast game and somehow we're, we're back on Richmond. Mate, this is <laughs> <laughs> I'll always find my way back. Don't you worry about that. I know how that happened, but, we, but I'll it always did. find my way back. Well, I was just when you started talking about, you know, it's good to see Richmond down the bottom. I, I It popped in my head. I wanted to ask the question that, yeah, yeah, basically, if we were to pop back, and I'm not saying we will, I'm just saying if we were to come back next year with a healthy list and do some good things, does that still continue the dynasty or does one poor year cancel it out and you have to start from scratch? No, I think one off year... Still counts. If it's two years, then probably not. Yeah, I th- two yeah. years, I agree, 100%. Yeah, I think you, one year's all right. I think, well, yeah, well, that's the thing. And like I said it before we recorded as well, that Geelong's was considered a dynasty, and I agree. I think it was as well. But they won the flag every two years. Mm. So, and we've won three and four now, so we've already got a better record than they did. So we were to lose, not make it this year, but then win it next year, for example, surely that still yeah, absolutely. counts. So that's yeah. all I'm saying. I'm not saying we will win it next year. I'm just you know, optimistic. Yeah, no, that's all good. All good. I completely, well, I don't understand, but I understand. You know what I mean? And I, I understand. <laughs> so anyway, uh, uh, piss off West Coast. <laughs> shit. Uh, let's get on to the next game. Um, Speaking of shit. Yeah, Melbourne. What uh, are they oh, going to... That wasn't what I was going to, what, but there what you go. Gonna, what were you going to say? I was going to actually bring up the... Um, I, was looking, I was looking at the AFL app at the moment. I was looking at the uh, St Kilda Collingwood game, but we will touch on Melbourne first. Let's just touch on the Ds because yeah. we've got a lot of... Melbourne listeners, and they'll be keen to hear our thoughts on them. Absolutely. Well, the biggest question I have at the moment is, can the Ds finish outside the top eight? Uh, top, not top eight. Top, top eight. four. Wow. Top four. Top four. They won't, they'll, they'll finish in the eight. Can <laughs> they fall outside the top four? Because you look at the ladder at the moment, they're really only a game out. I mean, you look at Geelong in fifth place, and they're only a game behind them. So they lose this weekend. They could easily finish the round in fifth yeah, well, Geelong and Port are both only one game behind them. Well, Geelong, Port and Brisbane, but Port and Brisbane are both in the top four right yep. now. So Geelong being the only one outside. If I'm not, I haven't looked at the fixtures. I can't remember off the top of my head who's playing who, but if Geelong, Port and Brisbane all get a win and Melbourne lose, Melbourne are out of the eight. Mm. I mean, out of the four. I keep saying eight. No, yeah. <laughs> out of the top that, four. That's can, a big, big chance they, of happening. And that's the thing. And if you asked me this three or four weeks ago, I'd say no chance. Well, They're finishing top of the ladder. Brisbane play St Kilda. Geelong play Carlton, Port Adelaide play Melbourne. Yeah. So if Melbourne lose, they're almost certain to be out of the top four, not eight. Yeah, not, yeah. not eight. No, no, they won't fall out yeah. of the eight. But in saying that as well, um, you look at the points, and the Bulldogs are on the same amount of points. They're only above Melbourne on percentage right yeah. now. But the only thing that makes me say, can Melbourne fall out of the four, is that the Bulldogs, when they lose, the, the teams that they've lost to have been top eight sides and Richmond somehow. Mm. But... Melbourne are just drop, are dropping really unexpected games that you wouldn't you wouldn't pick them to lose like the Giants and uh, who they lose to a couple of weeks ago they were terrible uh, Collingwood Collingwood yeah you, you don't expect them yeah. to lose those games and the fact that they're dropping those ones does that make you question it a little bit maybe and I know Melbourne has Port this week but but I guess that's the benefit of banking all those wins earlier in the season oh absolutely you know, prob- I'm not saying they will you can probably tinker tinker with a few things rest some players. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it, if they're going to have a bad patch, it's now's the time to have it. 
Oh, absolutely. And look, no, it's rare that a team is going to go through the whole season and lose one game or even two games. Mm. Most teams will lose a few throughout the year. But I'm not saying they will fall out of the four. I'm just wondering, is that something that, you know, do you think would be a potential no. possibility? I think they'll still finish in the top four. I think, I think so as well. Yeah, I think they will. I think their early season form was, was strong enough to suggest that they will. And up, even their, even their form up till now, I mean, like I said, it's really going to be in those one or two lapses in games. But other than yeah. that, they've... Their form all year, because I remember we questioned whether or not it would run all year, their form. And so far, other than one or two hiccups, it, it has, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll back him in. Um, Steve Hocking, CEO of Geelong, incoming CEO. That's that, chief executive. I mean, yeah. Uh, I just hope he ruins Geelong like he ruined the AFL uh, with all those rule changes he brought in. And uh, <laughs> Yeah, look, I, I mean, I couldn't do his job. Um, I'll put it that way. He had probably too much on his plate. He should have the workload that he had was way too much for one person. But um, yeah, look, some of the decisions he's done, the rules he's brought in, and attempts to try and change the game, I, I've openly not been a fan of. I'm a big advocate of just leave the game alone. It's good the way it is. Don't need to keep changing it every year and making it more confusing for fans, players, umpires, new people trying to follow the game. It's confusing already. Don't don't you know make it even worse. Um, so to say I'm glad to see him out of a position at the AFL where he can change the rules of the game would be an understatement. But um, it'll be interesting to see what he does at Geelong. Yeah, I mean, he's probably not going to be... Well, I mean, he can't change rules from, from Geelong, can he? So more, no, just, a, more just a club land um, kind of role where, um, yeah, just running the department and all the finances and, and whatnot. So, um, but yeah, I did hear on the press conference um, he had with Gil and... Apparently he wanted it, or Gil, there was a few rules that Steve wanted to change and Gil shut him down on it, which is good. It's good to see. Oh, really? So that, yeah. Oh, there you go. So well, was, I'm glad that, yeah, yeah. That, uh, that were, there's other people in there that are, you know, opposing him and it's not just me that thinks yeah. that uh, he's a bit over his head. But yeah. um, I actually do want to bring it up because this man, um, we speak about him on the podcast quite often. Um, he's one of the major sponsors of this podcast, Enzo Eliotta. <laughs> <laughs> he was chatting to us today about Steve Hawking, and I got to read the message that he sent out because it was quite fine. I, mean, I do agree with him to an extent as well. There's a newspaper clipping from the Herald Sun that was talking about the new rule brought in in terms of um, yeah, the man on the mark for the you know they can't move on the mark anymore, and it goes they're trying to figure out who was the one that came up with this idea to keep the man still on the mark, and they're they're saying is it Steve Hawking himself? Word has it he studied Richmond closely while in the hub in Queensland and grew increasingly angry at how the Tigers pushed the envelope when they stood the mark. Captain Trent Cochin is said to have had the number uh, said to have been the number one culprit or expert, depending on which way you look at it, when it came to shutting down the corridor by encroaching on the mark. So from that there, it obviously looks like you know someone's not happy because Richmond's doing well out of you know, if you want to call it cheating or whatever you want to label it as. So he's gone and changed the rules because of Richmond have done it and Enz has taken personal offence to this. <laughs> he's not happy. And he goes, I can't believe Hocking was allowed to get away with what he did. It's blatant cheating and he's supposed to represent all the clubs. I don't understand why he constantly changed the rules to target Richmond. And it's true, the media just dismissed it and laughed anything off Richmond related. And Enz, I completely agree with you, mate. Absolutely, 100%, I'm on your side. There's a vendetta against Richmond. Oh. Everyone's trying to do everything they can to bring us down. And they've tried the last couple of years. They haven't succeeded. And maybe finally they've started to wear us down a little bit. But we'll be back. All right. Is this, is this what it's going to turn out to be if, with Richmond being average? Oh, just you wait, mate. Oh. Just you wait. Jeez. Wow. I haven't experienced this on the podcast. 
It'll, so far, uh, it'll get feisty, mate. If we if we if we, if wow. we dro- drop any more, you watch. There will mm. be some heat in the kitchen, to say the least. And uh, we're expecting ends to come on soon. Yeah, with his son Lawrence, and there's some. I can get heated sometimes. I tame myself down for the podcast a little bit, but these two are. Uh, yeah, they make me look like a puppy dog. They're um, <laughs> they'll go they'll go nuts, especially if we lose this week. Yeah, love it, love it. All right, let's move on to round seventeen. Um, only got announced today. The well. The, the schedule of it, we already knew who was playing who, but the schedule of it got released today and starts on Thursday night with a, a blockbuster between Port Adelaide and Melbourne at the Adelaide Oval, as we spoke about before. There's some repercussions for both teams um, if they lose this one. Absolutely, there is. Like we said, Melbourne could drop out of the four this week if they uh, don't get up and Port Adelaide the same. So huge implications for both sides here. Yeah, I mean, you can't really go against tipping Port Adelaide when it's in Adelaide, can you? But in saying that, Melbourne are that type of team that would go over there the way they've been this year and beat them. Port haven't beaten the top teams, though, even at home. No, well, that's the thing, and that's the other thing that makes me question them. I know they had a win over a top team last week, but can they keep doing it is the question. So this is a real test for Port Adelaide. Personally, I I think they're starting to hit their form a little bit again. I know one win is too hard to... Gage and you know the rest of the season by, but I think they've hit a bit of form again, and I reckon they'll just get the job done. Although it's going to be very close. Yeah, it's a really hard one to tip. I'd probably go Port Adelaide just because it's at home, but yeah, I think by the end of the week though, I might I might change it to Melbourne. But if this was at the G, I wouldn't even question yeah, my decision. It's but a tough one. Yeah, really tough one. But yeah, I think Port just. Um, Friday night we've got Essendon and Adelaide at Marvel. I'm not sure how this got primed on Friday night. Mate, to yeah, be honest, and uh, that's not that's no dig at Essendon, like no no cheeky dig. It's just like, well, I mean, is it really a, a Friday night worthy game? Well, with the rolling fixtures, you think that yeah. they would move something around, and, and this isn't even just a. There's two other games in my mind that I think should have taken this slot, and one of them is the Bulldog Sydney game. Yeah, that's going to be an absolute ripper. Um, and then the only other one, and I only say this because of the two clubs, not because of their performances recently, but Richmond Collingwood would usually be a block, blockbuster crowd in yep. terms of drawing people in. Surely that would be in consideration instead of a Sunday twilight game, which mm. is where it is now. Yeah, over that one. I'm not saying it because I'm, I'm not saying because I'm biased. I actually just you know Richmond Collingwood's a big game. Mm. You've even got Carlton Geelong as well. Carlton Geelong would be good too. Yeah. So there's a few other games that probably should have taken its place, but I think for me the bigger one would have been Bulldog Sydney because that'll be a ripper. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But oh well, they've got it, um, and I think Essendon will probably win. Essendon will at, win at Marvel. This. Yeah, Essendon yep. will win this. They're, they're, they've been pretty good this year. Yeah. Saturday Arvo, we've got Hawthorne and Frio down in Tassie. Um, well, the Hawks love playing down there. They don't lose in Tassie, and do Frio they? don't like playing away from home. Nah, which they're going to have to get used to. Yeah. Um, but yeah, now nah, for me, Hawthorne for this one, they don't lose much in Tasmania. Yeah, Hawks for me too. Uh, later that day, we've got Carlton Geelong at the MCG. Oh, I'd, lo- I'd love to. Yeah. I'd love to be able to say I, I give Carlton a tip here, but yeah, I think Geelong have got yeah, you covered. It's hard to tip against Geelong, but we did beat Geelong last year, down in. Down in Geelong. That is true. So that is true. 12 months is a long time, though. It so. is a team that we've notoriously played well against and have a pretty good record and seem to get up and, and beat them. So, um, but no, I think Geelong are too good. Too I think, good. Yeah, I think the safe tip is always going to be Geelong in this situation yeah. and whatever happens, happens. But yeah, Geelong for me too. Being at the MCG tightens it up a little bit. Yeah, if it was in Geelong, you wouldn't question it. Or even Marvel as well. But I think Carlton play really, really good at the MCG and Geelong not as much. So, but I think I think they'll still win. Um, Saturday night we've got Brisbane and St Kilda, still to be confirmed the venue, but 
if all goes well in Queensland, it'll be at the Gabba. But if not, I'd, I'd, I'd say it'd probably be at Marvel, considering there's no Marvel game scheduled that day. And there's no, I was going to say, there's no room for it to be at the G. Yeah. So, um, yeah, no, nah, for me, you can't yeah, look Brisbane past anyway. Brisbane. Yeah. yeah. Doesn't Regardless. matter where it is. Yep. Yeah. Played on, uh, on Mars and it'll be Brisbane. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Sunday, we've got GWS and Gold Coast, also to be confirmed. Jeez, this is an interesting one. Not interesting in the sense that I mean I think Giants will win. Like I mean, you'd expect Giants <laughs> to win for sure. But who knows? Gold Coast coming off a win could yeah. be a bit of a sniff. Giants have been shaky all year. They've had some wins, unexpected wins, but then they've had some losses that have been pretty poor as well. So it'll be interesting to see, um, you know, which Giants and which Gold Coast Sunside decides to come out. But I mean, it's a giant stadium at well, the moment. Probably not. I don't think they'll. Sydney's COVID. Well, that's is getting worse. So, yeah, so I think it's probably going to be moved. probably going to be here. I'd say you'd say so. Yeah. Um, I think regardless, so it doesn't matter where it'll be. I think Giants yeah, will I win think, this one. Yeah, I think they should as well. Um, Bulldog Sydney later that day, as you spoke about before at Marvel, it's going to be a, a ripping contest. That's the, big. The Bulldogs though are back in really good form. Yeah, they're flying at the moment. Yep. They're they're absolutely flying. So I'm going to have to go to the yep. Bulldogs. But speaking of flying, I saw it was brought up in the uh, the media a little bit over the weekend and. Um, People were questioning Aaron Norton's tactics to absolutely launch that. himself at the football. What are your thoughts? Because obviously there was one on the weekend where he's flown at the ball, um, he's had a bad landing and, you know, it, it dazes him a fair bit. And mm. it's happened a few times because of his aggression, the way he jumps at the ball. Would you like to see or do you think we should start to see Aaron Norton tone it down a little bit when launching at the ball? Or do you not? Do you like seeing that reckless just oh. jump at all cost? I mean, I don't. I don't think he needs to turn it down. I think he probably just needs to readjust the technique, maybe. Mm. So he's not face planning every time he goes up for a mark. Yeah. You know? No, I agree. I don't I don't want to see him lose his aggression and his attack on the ball because it's great to see. Yeah. Um, and he does. He, he just throws himself at everything. And he brings it down more often than not as well. Yeah. At the moment, the way he's playing, he's in great form. So I'm not, I, I want him to keep doing what he's doing. But yeah, if there's a slight tweak that he could make that would make it um, the result of him landing less painful or less damaging I'd, I'd like to see that as well but yeah no, I'm, I'm happy with the way he's going and i'm tipping the bulldogs as yep. well at marvel i can't go against them yeah dogs for me as well uh sunday night well sunday twilight we've got richmond and collingwood at the g this is very strange to see for a, this kind of game on a on a sunday twilight yeah and to be honest with you i don't know who i'm tipping for this one it's <laughs> i mean both have been pretty poor recently but in saying that, Collingwood came from 39 points down and nearly beat the Saints on the weekend. You know, mm. drawing back that kind of a margin is no easy feat. Both sides have some pretty important injuries. Um, oh, look, I'll, I'll give my boys one more chance. I'll tip the Tigers at this one at the G. I think we should be a better side, but we also should have been the last two weeks and look what happened. So it's yeah. tough, but I'm tipping the Tigers. Yeah, I think Tigers as well. Has to be this week. Has to be. If it's not, then I'm writing off. I'll, I'll almost safely write off finals for us because then yep. after that we have Geelong and Brisbane. Yeah, yeah, you have to win this week for sure, and I think you will. I think you'll bounce back. Too good, too good not to. Um, and the final game of the round, Monday night footy, which is back, West Coast and North Melbourne. I like Monday night footy. It's yeah. good. It makes it feel like the weekend's dragged yeah. on that little bit longer. It's good. I think it's the first. Well, I mean, last year we had footy on every night, but in like a traditional. Weekend of footy, we haven't had a Monday night game in a very long time. No, it's been a, I can't mm. remember it to be honest. So yeah. this is good. I like Monday night football. I think it's um like I said, makes the weekend feel like it's dragged on a little bit longer than it has, and it I, I could watch footy every night. So yeah. I'm glad that this is happening. But at Optus Stadium and the fact that North Melbourne is North Melbourne, I can't go against the Eagles. Yeah, I mean, geez, they're going to want to respond after last week. So and oh, being absolutely. back at home as well, 
Yeah, but and saying that north of north have improved a lot. I was about to say I was talking about um, with one of the boys at work today who's a North Melbourne supporter and. We we're discussing the fact that North, I mean, apart from that Bulldogs game early in the year where they got absolutely yeah. demolished, they've been relatively competitive yeah. in all their losses. I mean, they haven't won many games, but they've relatively been competitive. So I'm not, not tipping them, but I'm just saying, yeah. it, don't be quick to write them off yeah. as quick as you know. They're getting better week by week. Absolutely. And that'd be, I reckon if I was an North fan, I'd be pretty happy with the development that I'm seeing at this stage. Yeah. They broke their membership record as well during the week. So... All things are, are going well for him. So if you're a North member and you haven't signed up, sign up. Absolutely. It's a good time for him. Good plug. Um, all right. And that is it, mate. That is it for this episode. Um, plenty to talk about. Plenty of uh, plenty of stories, plenty of topics from the weekend and, and to come as well. Um, thank our sponsors. Well, we, were, we already brought him up, but we'll thank him again. We'll thank him again. But we'll start with the other one first. Yep. We'll start with Millie and Marm. We'll, um, as always, thank you to them for jumping on board early with us and... Uh, Showing us plenty of support throughout the journey. And Retro Jet Prince, go ends. Woo! And we'll uh, make sure he, he's on hopefully next week or the week after. We'll, um, we'll definitely have him on to talk all things Richmond on, mate. If you lose to Collingwood this weekend, we have to get him on. Mate, I, I would drag him down by his feet <laughs> from Mount Waverley all the way back here because let me tell you, we need him on. His passion is uh, unrivaled. And uh, after a loss like that, if it happens, it'll be uh, he'll be yeah, fiery, especially to Collingwood as well. And he'll also be able to plug his own business instead of us saying "woo" every yeah, time we exactly. talk about him. So, and he has something special for the podcast too that he's bringing along. He said so. Yep. Some uh, you know great things coming there. Hopefully, we can get him in next week. Yep. Hopefully, yeah, because um, yeah, we've spoken about it for long enough. So let's hope we can get him in. Um, but as we say every week, make sure you leave us a review. Subscribe to us on iTunes, YouTube, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast. Keep the reviews coming. Um, you can do that through Apple Podcasts. So keep them coming. Um, it allows us to, to make the show what it is and allows us to, to keep growing. So we appreciate all the love and um, enjoy round 17 and we'll chat next week.